everybody before we get kicked off with Hannah's behind the scenes look at her $45,000 dog training sales month in February of 2022. Just a quick reminder that Dog Biz School is going to be open at the school level for enrollment starting next Sunday, March 27th. This time, we will be opening the doors to all dog business owners at whatever level you're at with your dog training business, your dog walking business, your pack hiking business, or whatever else you do in the business of dogs, including groomers too and pet sitters. Now, you might be pretty new to business or you might be a couple years in and you might think to yourself, man, I just have to get my shit together. I just have to get to a certain level before I reach out to the amazing team over here at Dog Biz School. I just got to do this. I got to do that first. I got to be prepared. If you are a newbie or you feel like you're in the spot of work, I need to be more advanced to get in with us because this school teaches way too advanced stuff. This time is for you, especially with our live semester that's going to be getting kicked off in the next couple of weeks. Now, on the flip side of that, you might be sitting here with your arms crossed, all suspicious, like, I don't need more, Kristen. Like, what the fuck? I am barely treading water with the volume of clients coming in. I'm consistently putting out fires. I don't need more dog training clients. I don't need more marketing. I don't need more sales help. I don't need fucking more. This is your time to reach out to us too. Just remember, just because we teach marketing sales, we also, also help busy as fuck dog trainers and facility owners and kennel owners get the fuck out of their business, re-strategize, organize, and calm the chaos you might be experiencing. So if you've been shy to reach out or have had it on the back burner for months or even years, because listen, I've talked to a few people in the last couple of weeks or like, I've been meaning to reach out to you for years. Like now is your fucking time. So the thing is, this is going to be a limited time, first come, first serve, open enrollment period. Now, I'm not saying this to just be like, scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. We're only opening the doors for a few people. No, we will have our doors open for a set amount of days until Dog the School gets filled, okay? But then we close our doors until our next open enrollment period, which might be the fall of 2022. So get your application into me, into the team, and we'd love to talk about you on how we can take your dog business at whatever level you're at to the next level, whether that is your first $45,000 dog training sales month like Hannah, or your first vacation in years. Connect with us. We'd love to chat. We get you more information on our school, how we work, and our courses, and just everything else that's pretty fucking cool about dog with school, because we are the fucking trash pandas of the industry. All right, so how do you apply? So go to dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us. And I'll also drop a link in the show notes below. So you can just click on that. And yes, there's an application. We don't just let people buy their way into dog with school. One of the biggest things about dog with school is we foster a safe community for learning and growth. And we screen all of the peeps that come in because that's just how we roll. That's how we roll. And we want it to be a really great learning environment and make sure everybody's a good fit. You can't buy your way into dog with school. You can't test the waters of dog with school. You got to be one of us in order to get all of the good stuff. So 
If you're shy about getting on the phone, this is not going to be the opportunity for you. I can refer you out to somebody else. I will just sell you whatever you think you need. But if you're really serious about taking your dog business to the next level, whatever that means, whether it is actually getting marketing that works and lead generation that works and connects with your dream clients so you can actually get some profits into your business for once and you're not just living paycheck to paycheck because you're not an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, we don't live paycheck to paycheck. And remember, we generated $55 million of revenue over the last few years for our students. Or if you're that overloaded, fucking crazy, chaotic business owner that's consistently trying to put out fires with clients and your staff and your facility and everything else that goes on with that, let our team step in. Jesus, take the wheel. Dogwood School, take the wheel and clear out all the fucking muck and guck and get back to doing the things you love, whether that is just operating a smooth running business where you can step away and not feel like you're going to have a panic attack, or if that's getting back into training dogs, which is your first love. So reach out to us, dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us, and we'd love to chat. Talk soon. Bye. You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all these glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real. It's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast. Yet again, I have another fucking awesome grassroots dog biz school trash panda today with me as a guest. Say hello to motherfucking Hannah Jo Ritchie from Western Canine. She's over on the West Coast. And just like everybody else that's been on the podcast, she's one of our favorite trash pandas from Dog with School with a mouth that matches. By the way, guys, she's it's I think it's like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. her time on the West Coast and she's already drinking. Um, <laughs> only for this podcast. Only for this. <laughs> only for this podcast. She's like, I'm not an alcoholic. I promise. <laughs> She tried to get me to drink with her on this one. I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that. But she has the dark humor and the dang humor to hang with us and not mention overall badass 
businesswoman and dog trainer. And Hannah is here to pull back the curtains. That sounds so dirty. Hannah's here to pull her curtains. <laughs> Ooh, pull my curtains back. Ooh. <laughs> they pull the curtains back of her 45K. Is it $45,000 or is it more? Oh, now? you know what? You know what? It's actually, it's completely a lie. It's 43.5. So we're not, we're not totally at my 45 mark yet, but okay. The, the month is young, you know, we've got a couple of days left. So yeah, you're going to hit 50. I bet you're mm-hmm. going to hit 50, yeah, for sure. but she's around 45 K dog training sales month. Let me, let me read it, reiterate that she's hitting over $40,000 in the month of February, 2022 of dog training sales. So I wanted to invite her today to share, not just the numbers though, because like the numbers are great. Like we talk about numbers, we talk about money, money's cool. You know, sometimes I, I get anti-money, which is interesting, but I also want her to share her actual journey of literally getting her shit together, getting organized, refocused after a depressive slump, moving through the muck of burnout and hating life to where she's at now. She's also going to share a little bit of her journey as a dog biz school student. And it's funny because the conversation with me and Hannah goes back a couple months ago. And that's why Hannah has been paying the Kristen and Maggie right jar. She's been depositing. We call it shillings over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's funny when you become a dog biz school student, we're not, we like to be right. Cause we're right. 99.99% of the time. But when you become a high level VIP client on top of your coaching, you also pay us from what we're fucking right. Yes. And it ends up being quite a tax. You guys are right. <laughs> very often. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's like, we do this for a living and we're mm-hmm, good at it. Mm-hmm. Fucking <laughs> It's almost like you're experts. So weird, I know right? it's, it's interesting. It's like, we didn't just set up because we lost the business because we're actually fucking experts in the mm-hmm, business of dogs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Hannah officially welcome. How are you? I am doing so well on this half a bottle of cheap wine. So thank you so much for asking. <laughs> you are welcome. You are I was, welcome. I was so hoping that this was going to be live. So I could be like, Hey, every single time someone comments grassroots, I'll take a shot or something like that and just get shit faced by the end of <laughs> It's all, that right. could, it's all right. That could be during our workshop or our open enrollment. Week if Perfect. You want to come live okay. with us. I'm down. I'm down. So okay. every time we could just take shots and just get shit plastered and Perfect. that's what we call an unhappy hour. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen any of our unhappy hours with me and Maggie? No, I haven't. Oh my God. So we do. Sometimes we'll go and bitch about other business. <laughs> we'll bitch about like how other business coaches rip people off and we call it unhappy hour. We keep it in our pet dog business owners group. Mm-hmm. And we don't do it just to rag on somebody because quote unquote their competition. No, we do it when people get ripped off. So what uh-huh. we'll do is we'll do an unhappy hour and we'll just drink and get more and more agitated. Oh angry. God. I love that. I love it's that. It's amazing. <laughs> I could do that. I have a couple about, uh, uh, about a couple, um, dog training companies. So, Anyway, so Hannah, welcome officially. So I always like to ask uh, my podcast guests a couple questions so they can get to know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Hannah, what is your motherfucking superpower? Um, so other than downing a bottle of Stella in like less than like 20 minutes, I would say <laughs> that, I don't know, you know, I would really say that like my superpower, and this is not how it used to be is like when shit gets really, really hard, when like it's really, really dark and you're going through something really, really bad. I feel like my new superpower that I didn't used to have is just being patient and knowing that something is on the other half of this. Mm. 
because I didn't used to be like that. I've been through, everybody's been through rough times in their life. I've been through shit in my life. You know, I went through something really, really awful in, in college. And back then I did not have this superpower. I was just like, there's no way this is, this is my life now. It's never going to change, whatever. But with all the shit that happened this year, or even with 2020, I felt like even in my darkest time, I still was like, it sucks for now. Just sit in your diaper for a little bit. And <laughs> I feel like I have to explain that phrase too, but like, just sit in your dirty diaper for a minute and, mm-hmm. and it'll be better. It'll be better. Eventually we're going to figure this out. And I don't know if that really constitutes a superpower, but that's what I really feel like. The one thing that I'm really good at right now is just no, like I, waiting it out. Yeah. That's a superpower. You're able to know like what you're facing right now, a situation, a dark time is temporary and it doesn't crush you to the point of the fact of like, you can't overcome it and know that there's something else. Like you have fate, faith and yeah, like fate yeah. of what's going on. Like, and it's I don't, not, yeah. Yeah. And I don't even want to call it like not giving up or whatever, because it's not even the same thing. It's just like, it's, it's not like, like I'm like powering through it and like getting mm-hmm. up every single morning, early in the morning and be like, I'm going to slay my demons. It's literally like being able to like, be okay with the fact that I just laid in bed all day long and I feel mm-hmm. bad for it. And just know, like, it's not always going to be like this. Like it's yeah. going to be better. You know, there's yeah. going to be days when I feel better, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, superpower superpower well i think that's also really good to like actually put out there it's like cool there's going to be days where you need to lay in bed for your fucking mental health yeah yeah and it's hard because you make yourself feel like really guilty for it too and that doesn't help yeah yeah it's like the whole high funk i was chatting with ruth about this it's the whole high functioning anxiety entrepreneur mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause like everything is telling you that you consistently have to be going, 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 going as a business owner, be here, be there, be there, show up, do your admin work, do your marketing, do your sales. And then it's like internally, like you're fighting your own fucking battles. And it's like, you lay in bed for a fucking mental health day because you deserve one or taking some fucking time off with self. It's not even just self-care, but then your inner fucking voice is saying, Oh, you lazy piece of shit. You look what you're fucking doing. You suck. You don't deserve any Mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's going to help. Like what the hell? (laughs) Right. We are like so freaking hypocritical because like if that, if, if we were, if we had a high functioning anxiety dog come in and we were like, we know for a fact that this dog needs some rest and some balance. Mm -hmm. And then the dog is having a problem with it. We're not like, Oh, the dog is so messed up and it's never going to change or whatever. We're like, this dog needs help, you know? Yeah. But we're so like hypocritical because we don't do those same things for ourselves. Like we know that we need rest. We know that we need balance, but like we, Oh God, like we're just. <laughs> it happens. And that's the thing. It's like, take care. It's, I always like to say, it's like, take care of yourself as much as you take care of the fucking dogs that you work with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can't have one without the other. And that's the whole thing. It's a recipe to burn out. It's like when you're so like focused on the health and the well being of the dogs and you fucking put in the client delivery aspect and you put your needs on the back burner. And I'm not saying not to be focused on, you know, being a damn good fucking dog trainer. Yeah. But when you put all that stuff in the forefront of your mind and you fucking it's put yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put that stuff in the back burner. What happens when you have a pot, even if it's on low, it's going to fucking scald and burn and you're going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing is like, is you can be a really, really stellar dog trainer, but if you're mm-hmm. not a good business owner. And that, that part of that is putting yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. Cause if you had an employee, you wouldn't make your employee go through this, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you are not able to be a good business owner and learn the balance of being able to create a system that serves you, then you're not truly being a good 
dog trainer, because mm-hmm. eventually, you know, the owners are not going to get the care that they need. You're not going to get the care that you need. And then, and then you quit and dogs that could have gotten help from you. If you had put yourself first, like go into the ethos and they never hear from you because you, you decide to go work for fast food or something, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like you, there, there is no way to get around it. You have to take care of yourself and you have to learn how to run a business efficiently so that it takes care of you, takes care of your owners and takes care of your, your dogs as well too. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to learn that like from your YouTube video. You're going to learn that from grassroots. Oh, thank you. Shameless there. <laughs> you're like, see what I did there, bitches. This is my first fucking question. Put a shilling in the jar. <laughs> I'm going to put a shilling in your jar. Um, all right. I'll put a shilling in your empty wine, wine bottle. It's not so, empty yet. Okay. Right. I, I was being a little, I was being a little facetious. Oh God. Okay. okay. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I was just defending <laughs> the fact that I'm not an alcoholic. So and I'm roasting you over this and it's making you so uncomfortable to the point of like, you're like, I really don't drink that much. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, Hannah, what's mm-hmm. the last thing you've accomplished that made you incredibly proud of yourself? It could be business. It could be personal. It could be whatever the fuck you want. You know, what's so funny is even with this like crazy sales month that I did, like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course I was super excited about it, but, um, that like, wasn't the shining moment of this month. It was me falling in love with my business again. Ooh. And like wanting to be here for it, you know, mm, and like, like wanting that. to call people, wanting to get out there and train the dogs. Like that's like, was the secret was like, Maggie called it like months ago when she said I was self-sabotaging because I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? So like the second that I wanted to do this, the second that I was like, I was like, I went out to a private session, not a private session. I went out to a session with one of my board and trained dogs out to PetSmart just for mm-hmm. like some counter conditioning for like a little reactive dog or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was having so much fun that I literally, the session was only supposed to be like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I literally stayed for two hours because I, I was having too much fun. I was having so much fun training dog. And I know what Maggie's going to sh- say. She's going to be like, okay, but careful of over delivering or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but like, it's just a marker of the fact that like, I can't even imagine me doing that a month ago. Like a month ago, I'd been like, hit my hour mark, go home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go lay in bed for the rest of the day. Cause I can't handle it, you know? Yeah. But I literally stayed because I was having so much fun training this dog that like, I just wanted to keep doing it. And then I was like, yeah. so excited. I was like, it was like the night before Disneyland when I, you know, when you're a kid and you're so excited, I was so excited for the day to start over again the next day. Cause you know, I had to give this dog a break and everything. Cause two hours was, was, was a challenge for a dog like that. Um, but I was like, I cannot wait until tomorrow so I could do this again. So that was like a big change for sure. Falling back in love with your dog training business. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's fucking huge. Do you have a favorite quote? Yes, I do. And it's super cheesy. And I like, I like, it gets really annoying Cause I bring it up like all the time, whether I'm talking about dog training or if I'm talking about like people or therapy or whatever. Um, but it's this quote that I randomly saw on Facebook, like a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Okay. And I'm not, I'm going to totally butcher it. I'm going to totally butcher it. But, um, it was something like when, when like the flower is suffering, like if the flower's not doing well, I feel like Kristen, I feel like maybe you posted this. So like, you're going to be like laughing when you're like, know exactly what I'm talking about. But like, if the flower is like not doing well, Mm -hmm. if it's suffering, like you're not going to be mad at the flower. 
You don't change the flower. You change the soil that the flower's in. Yeah. Okay. No, that wasn't me, but I've seen it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know, like I did know that that's kind of a little bit of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I I was aware of this stuff, but it's just like, I don't know, that kind of helped things to kind of click together when mm-hmm. I realized like, it's the same thing. Like I would not expect a dog that has reactivity to improve and do well and heal. Mm-hmm. If I don't get all of these pieces together and look at like the health of this dog and is this dog getting enough rest? Is this dog getting enough enrichment? Is mm-hmm. this, you know, is this dog getting meaningful training? Is this dog getting, um, positive reinforcement for the the good things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Like, are we putting all these different pieces together? Um, that's the soil part, you know? Mm-hmm. So if the soil is not good, the flower is not going to be good, you know? And so mm-hmm. the same thing with me, it's like, I was so angry at myself for like, why didn't you just do the calls? Why didn't you just do them? Or like, why did you just mess up that call or whatever? When in mm-hmm. reality, it's like, how can I expect the flower to be good? If I'm like, literally, I don't feel good. You know, mm. if like, I, like, I haven't done anything to change my environment, anything to change my soil, anything that I would do for a dog, I haven't done for myself. So how can I expect the, the flower to be any different? Um, sorry, I just went down a rabbit hole with that. No, that's, <laughs> that's fucking perfect. It's like, cool. Like I like plants, right? My office is full of fucking house plants. So it's like, I'm looking at one of my philodendrons that is like my pride and joy. And if it like starts to wilt or get dramatic or starts to die off, cool. It's not that I'm getting angry at the actual plant. I'm actually getting angry at not the the care that goes into the, you know, the soil, like you said, the watering, the light, everything like that. So I got you. Oh my God. So I'm speaking to a plant person. So you get it. Yes. I am a plant person. I'm an indoor plant person. <laughs> I'm really not. I have like killed so many plants and I keep buying them. They keep dying. They're so, so addicting. Like, go with <laughs> Go with um, um, uh, anything like a Swiss cheese plant or a nice philodendron. They'll be oh, a yeah. perfect first plant. Yeah. They're- I do have a little tiny little garden in the backyard because okay. every single year I try to start one and then it like, it dies. Like I've literally oh. killed like, I've literally killed, you know, like mint. Oh my God. You've killed mint. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like supposed to be like California. Invasive. How the fuck do you kill mint? <laughs> it's it's supposed to be like invasive. Like you cannot kill yeah. it. Like people are literally like trying to kill it and they can't. And I was literally like, Ooh, I'm going to grow this thing and I'm going to put it in my tea or whatever. And like it died. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm really, really bad at plants, but you know what this year I've got some romaine lettuce and some broccoli in the back. Nice. That's it's looking Gucci because I did my research and I'm working on the soil, not the plant. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do love my house plants. Ever since my uh, soul dog passed away, I got into house plants. So it's like, Aww. hey, let's care for another useless fuck in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, it's I can. Hey, listen, it's dark and dank humor. You can say. I can say. I can say. You know, I can say. It. That's the thing is, they're just lawn ornaments. You know, they don't like. You know contribute to the household. So they're just decorations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. So let's get right into it. So I know we're going to talk about your crazy sales month um, for February, where you almost hit 45 K, which you're going to go blow past, but you're, you're sitting at like a nice, healthy 43 K mm-hmm. for the fucking month. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, I do want to recognize you came to dog school, like what in 2020, when we opened um, dog school 2.0, right? Is mm-hmm. that how you got introduced mm-hmm. to us? Cool. Yes. And, then, and from 20, 2020, you went from like zero to 25K and then 25K in 2020 to 
don't excuse my fucking French, but $250,000 in 2021. Yes. Yeah. It was a pretty big jump. (laughs) God damn. So people are probably like, do you have a huge team? Do you have a huge facility? Do you have this? No. You're like, no, it's me. (laughs) It was me. I, you know, I do have my, I do have my assistant trainer, Aaron, who like really did help me a lot with the the training aspects and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And just like taking things off my plate, but yeah, that, that was definitely all me. Yeah. And just to kind of reiterate the fact, because you do have fusion programs, like you're not over crazy. That's why <laughs> that's how people can <laughs> fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I just want to, I want to cement that one there. I think that's like what a thousand percent increase. Um, yeah, but I'm not good at math. So same, same. I need a calculator. All right, Hannah. So the, everybody wants to know, how did you close almost 45 K in sales <clears throat> in a month? Um. You know, it just happened really, really fast. I'll, I'll actually say that um, I don't think I made my first sale of the month until like a week in. Mm. So in really reality, it was more like 45 or 43.5K sales within like two weeks. Because I didn't, I didn't. Excuse do... me, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am. Wendy's. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> But, but here's the thing is like, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, hmm. go for it. I'll tell you go what kind of like led up to it because yeah, like, I, it's not that I haven't been trying. It's not like, like all of a sudden, like, oh things click together. Now things are perfect. Yeah. I have been trying. Let me, let me put this here. Hannah has been working her fucking ass off for this for, if not for months, for years. Yeah. And she's yeah. been working very, very closely with us. That's why. <laughs> yeah. But go and, ahead. And within the last few months, you know, things like I've been working on, like fighting a battle on multiple fronts, like with my mental health, with the business, with moving into this new house, like all these different things. And so it was like trying to fight all these different things at the same time. Um, so it, it's not like I wasn't, it's not like it's like all of a sudden a miracle happened and then it was great. Yeah. Like it's yeah. sort of, yeah. But like, honestly, there was like probably three or four months of like me, like trying multiple types of fertilizer on the soil. And it's like killing the, the flower over and over again. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. I was working, I was grinding, trying to figure out how do I break through and get myself on these sales calls and, and make them the, the best that they've ever been and really show up for the clients. And I was trying and it was burning my battery out over and over and over again. And it was hard. It was super duper hard to know. Like that was probably one of the things that was hardest during that time was like knowing that I was trying, mm-hmm. I was trying so hard. I was like going to therapy and I was like talking to my therapist about, about like, even about my sales, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and my avoidance of it and everything like that. And, um, like my boyfriend, I'm sure he got sick and tired of hearing it all day long of like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I would like, you know, try to take care of my mental health. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my fucking vitamins and (laughs) go Mm -hmm. for a walk and shit. You know, I'm going to go for a fucking walk for my mental health. That angry (laughs) mental walk on TikTok thing. (laughs) That was Hannah. Yep. Yep. I'm like, I'm trying so hard to take care of my health and help me help the soil or whatever. And I was constantly in contact with you guys trying to figure it out. And like, like we were like bouncing ideas back and forth and and trying to figure it out. And it it did get better. It's like, it slowly got better and better and better as I consulted with you guys and got the care and the support that I needed through this Mm -hmm. stuff. 
you know, it got better slowly, but it wasn't like it got better, like overnight. Yeah. So like, again, that's another thing. It's like, like you have to grind, you have to yeah. keep going. Um, and then, you know, Maggie did tell me something last month where she was like, you have to make the actual calls your self care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand that, but that sounds like the opposite of possible. Like, like that is so like, I, I totally understand that. And I want to, it makes sense, but like, holy shit, that's like scary. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until like it actually happened that I was like, holy fuck, Maggie's right. Give me the motherfucking chilling jar and let me put a hundred bucks in it. Like, because, um, I had one of my previous clients from like back when I like really first started reach out and ask me about training for her, her new puppy that she got. Right. And this is a client that I like absolutely adored and loved. Right. That mm-hmm. I I just haven't heard from for five ever, you know, she like, I don't know. I haven't heard from her. And I was like, so excited to hear from her that I got mm-hmm. on the phone immediately. And it was like the easiest sale I've ever made. And like, it recharged me because like, oh my gosh, this is making me tear up. It's the bottle of Stella. Um, but like, <laughs> it reminded me of the time when I loved my business. You know, it reminded me of that time where I was like, where I was alive, where like every person was, was so important to me and part of my family. And every dog that came through was like an individual to me that I got, like I had the best time with. And it reminded me of that. And that was like the moment that was the spark. That was Mm -hmm. like, everything else was leading up to it. You know, that like I had been like working on the soil, grinding mm-hmm. away, working on the soil with you guys, trying to get this flower to grow. And then it was like the sun came through the clouds and the, and the flower like finally got like some motherfucking vitamin D, you know? Yeah. And, and like from then it just, it exploded because all of a sudden like emails that I left opened or whatever, but didn't do anything about or lists of people that were waiting for calls. I didn't do anything about or Facebook messenger people that I didn't do anything about. Mm-hmm. I messaged every single one of them. And I was like, I want a hundred more people just like this client, you know, Yeah, because I love this client so much. Um, oh my gosh. Aww. I don't know why it hit me this morning, <laughs> but, but and then I started to view those clients like that. You know, it wasn't like I was tricking the clients into like buying something from me. It was like, I was imagining, you know, one of my first clients who was going through hell with her dog. She was trapped Mm -hmm. in her house with her, her like mildly human aggressive dog that had insane and separation anxiety. She was trapped in the house with this dog Mm -hmm. and she was heartbroken and depressed. Like she called me and cried multiple times in our first few sessions back in like 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking about her and I'm like, every single one of these people, I'm not, I'm not tricking them into buying something like they need a friend and I want to be that person for them. So, yeah. so it was that first call that all of a sudden like lit my fire yeah. and I called everybody and I called them as myself, not as professional trainer, Hannah, who's mm-hmm. like, hi, how can I help you? Yeah, this is what we charge. But as like, like bad bitch, I'm here for you. Yeah. This shit's hard. We're going to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and it, and Maggie was hundred percent on point. The calls were my self-care Boom. Um, because I showed up for people and by showing up for people, I show up for myself. So, um, Sorry, I don't even know what the original question was, but I just had <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was how did you close 43.5k in a month? 
Oh yeah. So it was that, it was that yeah. it was just falling. It was number one, falling in love with my business. Number mm-hmm. two, seeing the clients as the people that need me, yeah. you know, the, the people that like are, they need help. And this is how much it costs to help them. I'm not tricking them into buying something. They mm-hmm. need, they need help, you know, and I'm going to find my next Caitlin's. I'm going to find my next, um, you know, um, the, the Contreras, I'm going to find the, the next, you know, Baron and the next Brandy and whatever, I'm going to find those people and I'm going to help mm-hmm. them. So from then on, like, that's why that's how I made almost 40 K 45 K in like two weeks is because I don't know. I just saw it differently. Yeah. It's the whole thing of where it's where, you know, there's the whole saying, well, you didn't get into dogs to make money. You know what I mean? But it's, this is where your passion meets business meets showing up for mm-hmm. yourself. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that we always talk about in the sales processes is like sale, like the first step to self-care. And this sounds like really kind of not controversial, but like contrary to each other is the first step in any dog training business and any dog business for self-care is, is sales. Yeah. Because like Hannah did, like Hannah realized you start to realize, okay, this is what's going on with me. And this is where I can start stepping up and start standing into my own, like whether, whatever that means for yourself and sales is self-care and self-care sales. I've always said that. Yeah. And it's so hard to explain to people who are, who like, you know, haven't gotten into sales yet Mm -hmm. because they hear the word sales and they automatically think of that sleazy guy that comes to your door to sell you magazines, you know, Mm -hmm. when in reality, like, I wish I could just change the word for it. Like, I don't know, just active listening session with your client or something, because it's not sales. It's, it's me hearing out about the shit that they've been through with their dog and how they, they want to return him, but they feel like they can't because they're scared that the rescue is going to be angry at them. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're scared that they're going to look like a failure to their whole family because they can't even handle this, this little, you know, this little dog that, that has been abused in the past or whatever. And so they feel bad for the dog and they feel bad for the, for the um, rescue and they feel bad about how everybody's going to think about them. And Mm -hmm. it's about like hearing that and not trying to fix it. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody hates a fixer. Like just listen for a second, shut the fuck up and listen, (laughs) shut the fuck up and let the person talk because they've had enough people trying to fix their problems. What they need is for somebody to listen and just understand that what they're going through is really shitty. And then at that point you say, this is how much it costs for us to put together these different factors to help you Mm -hmm. and you can do it. We can do it. That's like, it. it's not like, it's not tricking the client into buying something expensive. It's not manipulation. Nope. It's not manipulation either. It's, and it's like, you have to be honest. It's like, this is how much it costs to fix this. Like Mm -hmm. I can, I can help you, but this is how much it costs. Like you have to be honest about that too, but it's not tricking them into buying it. It's helping them to believe that we can do this together and helping them to Mm -hmm. like, to make that, that really scary step to invest money into this dog that they don't trust, you know, it's scary. And so like, that's what sales is. It's, it's listening to the client and letting them be heard and letting them, letting them be heard for the first fucking moment in their entire life. Cause you damn well know that no one in their family does and the rescue doesn't. And the dog sure doesn't right now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. nobody hears them. And so it's about like letting them feel heard and cared about for the first time in their life. And helping them to make hard decisions that you know are going to pay off for them. Exactly. So, are we it's even also, like answering questions? No, like, no, that's well. perfect. It's <laughs> also so. Here's the thing too about sales with for dog trainers and dog owners. 
when you do a sales process with somebody on the phone, especially a dog owner as the dog trainer, this is also the testing ground too, of where they're going to be coachable as a dog owner. Like mm-hmm. they're going to listen to you as the dog, as a, as a dog training client. Oh, yeah. Cause it's, it's one of those things of where if you don't have a, if you have a lot of people or if you have a good ma- amount of people, even if it's like 20% of people that you're like, okay, why are people ghosting me in my dog training program? Why are people not doing their quote unquote homework? Homework is lame for dog owners, by the way. Mm-hmm, do that mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't they doing like, why aren't they putting the muzzle on the dog before I come over or whatever, not following instructions. I want to, I'm not blaming the dog trainer, but I want to say, okay, cool. Where was that red flag in the sales process with them? Mm-hmm. Did you just yeah. sign them up saying, Hey, this is what we do. This is how we can help. Here's the cost. Okay. Boom. And then hang up or send them to a form and book, sell them on the, on like your email. No, you can eliminate a good, not all of them, but a good chunk of the people that are not going to be great clients for you that aren't going to light you up like Hannah has yeah. mm-hmm. with a sales process. And yeah. that's the thing too. It's like sale. We have such a mindset around sales um, as dog trainers. Dog trainers are finally in the last like two years, especially because of the pandemic. I feel like that's spurred it. Are finally getting on the fucking phone and doing sales mm-hmm. calls, which mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But we can still fuck them up and do them wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Hannah, what were... Like in the middle of all this muck that you were going through the last couple months, because I remember the conversations and you go through, you went through a a very, very, very um, common thing that we see a lot of dog school Mm -hmm. students do of when you get in a sales slump, you start to question yourself. You start Mm -hmm. to question your programs, your, how you're doing things. And I remember, I remember I was in fucking home goods and I was listening to your message and I, I'm usually really good at my boundaries, not listening to messages when I'm not working. <laughs> and I remember, cause it was me and you going back and forth. Cause I think the team was off and I was kind of monitoring uh, your coaching thing. And I remember you're like, but Kristen, 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 I did sell this. I sold this so many times. I need to go back to this. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I remember that. And it's, this is one of those common things <laughs> of where if it's a high, it's, it's not the actual product or price point issue. It's a you issue. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> so can oh, you yeah. share a little bit about that in the middle of that? Well, yeah, for sure. And like, that's the thing is like, I, I feel like, yeah, when I, when it wasn't selling, I was like, something has to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Something has to be wrong because like, I, I have sold like a crazy mofo in the past. Like the first mm-hmm. part of 2021 was insane too. Like I sold like mm-hmm. $27,000 months, like on a regular basis. Right. And so like all of a sudden to the second half of 2021, kind of more towards like November, December, even October, I like was selling like nothing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like, something has to be wrong. Like, like, and it, Maggie talks about sphere of influence too. I had all these other people saying like, oh, it's the economy. Oh, it's, you know, it's inflation. It's this. Oh, I remember our intervention call with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. 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 All these other like different things going on, like thoughts in your head of like why it can't work when in reality, like those things take the control out of your hands. When you say like, oh, it must be inflation. Oh, it must be taxes. Oh, it must be that no one's getting dogs anymore. Okay. Well, those are things you don't have control of. So like mm-hmm. buck up and take the things that you do have control of and do something about it. Right. So anyways, um, I think I'm totally getting off track. I can't remember what the, no, the okay. original question was. Going no, through the it's muck. all good. 
What was it? Yeah, going through the muck. Like, what were some of the thoughts and feelings as you were going through it? Oh, yeah. So, like, I had all those different things going around in my head. And I knew that they weren't true, but it doesn't matter. Like, like mm-hmm. you can know that they're not true, but like when they're, you kind of get those like subliminal messages all over and over again, you start kind of like questioning a little bit. And then, mm-hmm. so I was like, maybe I should just go back to how it was before when I was selling little 10 day board and trains and three week board and trains. Um, and just, just a quick summary, summary, summary about that. There was a problem with me selling my 10 days and my three weeks because I was trying to deliver a three week board and train in 10 days. And I was burning myself out. So I, I was, that. yep. that's why I had to fade those out, but it like that affects the sales too. Cause obviously statistically you're going to sell less three weeks than you do 10 days. It's going to, it's going to work out to be the same amount of money, but statistically it's going to be less. So it like, it was already a hard transition for me mm-hmm. to like get less sales. Statistically, I was making the same amount of money, but get less sales. Cause I liked hearing those yeses. I liked feeling like, Oh, I got this one. I got that one, you know, these little wins. Um, and so I was like, I, you know, maybe I got to go back, you know, I got to go back and do my 10 days. Right. Mm-hmm. I was willing. And that's like, that's the fucked up part. Kristen is like, I was willing, even though I knew that the 10 days were going to burn me out, I knew that they were going to mm-hmm. fuck me the fuck over again and again. And I was willing to sacrifice myself first just to make the business work. And that's yeah. fucked up. Stop yeah. doing that to yourself. <laughs> Stop. Don't repeat your old bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, like, wh- why are we always trying to like freaking slit our own wrists over the business when really what we need to do is like buck up and just do the thing instead of like sacrificing our own personal mental health by going back to doing goddamn 10 days. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, the, I think the reason why you saw that message in Costco or Sam's club or whatever and responded to it, cause you were <laughs> like, goods. holy shit, <laughs> like this girl got calmed down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you had a thousand reasons why I don't remember the bullshit reasons you had for that. And I was like, no, I literally probably was just like, no, I, I think that's what my response like, no. was. Stop. No. Uh-huh. It was probably just like a gift that just said like, no, like, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, right to jail. <laughs> right to jail. Right, right to jail. To jail. <laughs> Thinking about it, right to jail. <laughs> yeah. So what did you learn about yourself in this process, this whole entire process? Um, same thing. Be patient. Like the soil doesn't have to get fixed in a second, you know, mm-hmm. like things will come together. And I would say... Hmm. I would say stand by your boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. stand by, like you have to establish like what you're going to be okay with. And if you're, yeah. if you're okay with self-sacrificing over and over again, then you need to go to therapy. <laughs> like, yeah. like figure out what you're going to be okay with and shut out the noise too. Because you got to focus on the stuff that you have control of, you know, mm-hmm. I knew, I told you guys this, remember when I said this all the time where I was like, I have the hammer, I have the nail, I have the piece of wood. Like all I have to do is put the nail in the wood and hit it with the hammer. Mm-hmm. I know I can do this. Like this, I have the ability to do this. And then if you have somebody outside that's saying like, Oh, but that might be birch wood. Oh, but mm. are, do you have nails or do you have screws? Like if you have somebody like that outside of your sphere or in your sphere of influence, that's giving you reasons that you cannot do it. That have nothing to do with like your ability to do it right there. Mm-hmm. Stuff that's out of your control. Um, it's going to be a waste of your time. Like you have the hammer, you have the nail, you have the wood. 
you can do it. And if you're not doing it right, right, right now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do it in a month. It just means you've got to work on your soil and you've got to make sure that the person behind you is not telling you that you have screws instead of nails, you know? Yeah. I think the whole sphere of influence is a really good conversation that a lot of people aren't. It's not that they're not ready to hear, but it's something that's not talked about the most because like, listen, the dog training industry, even though it's huge, it's big, it's hundreds of billions of dollars or whatever is dog trainers uniquely are a very close community Mm -hmm. and you have to be and even like your own home and personal life. Like I don't listen to my husband for shit. Like when it comes to business <laughs> stuff, like one of his, dude, one of his, one of his clients is, uh, did he had a year long client, amazing progress. And she, she was so inspired by the work that she's becoming a, a dog walker. Oh. And I was listening to him and I was like, listen to him, give her business advice. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta leave the house. You gotta go somewhere. Cause I'm like, I can't right now. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But that also being said too, by the way, if you're listening, Jerry, call me, please don't call Frank. Um, <laughs> love you. Love you both. But no, um, but no kind of getting back to the seri- more serious point of this is uniquely dog trainers have such a small community and I see there's a lot of community of where you see community and, and, but there's some, I'm trying to write, I'm trying to word it the right way. So I don't sound like such a complete fucking, no, just do it, just say it because like you have to be, yeah, you, you have to be very, very, very mindful of who your sphere of influence is as mm-hmm. a dog trainer and dog business mm-hmm. owner, because each of these micro communities all have underlying things. So mm-hmm. If you're trying to expand your business and you're, for example, and this is one of those controversial things. It's like when you have, you know, a high-end dog training program and you have people in your ear, they're like, who, like, who, who do you think you are for charging this much for board and trains? Yeah. Or people say, no, it's okay. Like you got, like, even if like you have a high, if you have a bad month, like Hannah did and you have people like, no, it's okay. Like filling you with toxic positivity, mm-hmm. those little things are so, and like, it's great to have a supportive community and have somebody to have your back. Like that's what we do at dog biz school, but like, you have to be very, very, very careful of the subliminal and subconscious things and the insidious things that can keep you yeah. really fucking trapped. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. Like people think they're supporting each other when they're actually holding each other back. And yeah. I'm not saying not have communities like, no, fuck yeah. You, we need more communities, but we have to be very, very, very careful what we share mm-hmm. and what we put out there versus internally in like your internal compass with it. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. It's and hard it's, to also be aware of those things and like see them when they happen. Exactly. You know, exactly. That's the insidious part about it is like, you're just like, Oh, it's my boyfriend just trying to give me some support. But then like, yeah, you don't realize you're like, okay, that's undermining like the way that I feel about my capabilities around my business, you know? Exactly. And uh, another example that just hit me, like, explosion of TikTok dog trainers. Mm-hmm. And I see something that I haven't spoken about yet because I don't feel like being fucking crucified for it just yet, but I'm going to talk oh, about God. it now. I already know what you're going to say. Cause I see it too. Shitting on shitting on dog owners. Yeah. Like it doesn't As if matter. That's going to help. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the dog owner is going to see it or not, but when you start perpetuating a message that dog owners are stupid, lazy, or you're making fun of a dog owner or whatever, not in a, not even when you shit on dog owners and you talk crap about them to your own community, 
you literally subconsciously start to program your mind as a deferment to dog owners, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And just be very, very wary of that. Like, I don't have much to say on that, but like, if I ever see like in dog schools, we're all over the place. We have eyes everywhere. Like, I hate to say it, but like we've, we've fired clients because we've seen them shitting on dog owners. Like, like, don't, don't do that. That's just, it's again, that's the whole spirit of influence. That's why to- like a lot of dog trainer Facebook groups are so fucking toxic. Yeah. They it's suck. Like, if Hannah went and Hannah went and was like, yeah, these people aren't buying my program. Oh yeah. Fucking people are cheap. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what would have happened to you if you had that put in your head over and over and over again, you would have not yeah. gone out of that slump. Anyway, sorry. Well, I yeah. And, here, and here's the thing is like, that's the exact thing is like, if I went into those calls thinking like, oh, everybody's cheap and these dog owners are not going to do their work. They're really? lazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made 43, 43.5 K this month. I just wouldn't have because yeah. I made that because I remembered when I loved my clients mm-hmm. and I saw them for what they really truly are, which is people just like me that are going through something hard. And I got on the phone and I made 45 K yeah. because I treated them like human beings. And that's the thing is, is we're saying like, oh, a dog is a plant and you need to make sure the soil is good so that it grows well. We're saying I'm a plant and I need to make sure my soil is good so that it's going to grow well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those people who are shit talking their owners, all that, that tells me all I need to know about them because they are not doing shit for their owner's soil. Yeah. They're not doing a goddamn thing for the soil for their owners. And they're expecting the flower to be great. And now they're shitting on the flower, making TikToks. I don't care if it's comedic the way that they do it. Like they're yeah. making TikToks laughing at the flower instead of doing something about the soil do something about the fucking soil if you have a problem with your clients yeah oh my god i know i can go on a rant about that (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing it's like don't don't shit on your plant don't shit on your flowers right like yeah there is some there are some fucking shitty ass talkers out there that are fucking pains in the asses and pieces of shit that you'll never work Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. but again that doesn't that doesn't match the maturity of dog owners like and God, like that also too, when we shit on a dog owner, like it also drives them to try to fix the problem themselves. And yeah. they're more f- afraid. Well, first and foremost, your job's going to be a lot harder because you're going to go watch fucking a cable TV show. I'm not mm-hmm. going to name the name of it to try to fix her dog. Right. And mm-hmm. get fucking bit in the process YouTube videos and shit, YouTube you know? videos. They're going to fucking put e-collars on dogs without even fucking understanding mm-hmm. like, the whole process mm-hmm. of it. Alpha roll a dog just for fun. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's going to make your job exponentially harder. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally reach out to you and then you go to them and you're like, they're, they're going to be more afraid to actually reach out for professional help. And they're going to go into potentially the wrong hands of somebody else. So yeah. just be very careful of what you put out there and how you shit on people. And I'm not saying again, it's okay to have some humor in dog training. Like we fucking use humor at dog biz school. Yeah. And I, t- we actually teach how to use constructive humor, <laughs> like remember the whole content challenge, Yes, but it's not where you fucking shame a dog on her. I'm on her. Yeah. Okay. I know anyway. it's like fine lines and stuff. It's hard. To it is. It's very, very, very extremely fine lines. That's but. where, that's why you have to do grassroots because like yeah. they show you guys the fine lines, like shameless plug here is like, I wasn't, I wasn't even hardly aware of this shit until like recently. And yeah. I've been doing grassroots for like a year. Like mm-hmm. it, again, it takes time to grow and to understand all these different moving factors, just like it takes time to understand your dog and help them. Right. Mm-hmm. It takes time to get better. But like, I only felt like recently that I finally saw the picture from the outside where I was like, mm-hmm. Oh God, this is what they've been saying this whole entire fucking time. And it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when did you, why, did, what was the reason 
I'm like, when, why, what, <laughs> what <laughs> made you reach out to grassroots dog bit school in the first place? Like if we go way back in time, um, you know, so like that was like way back in like 2020, like when all the shit just originally went down. And before mm-hmm. that I was, I had like four different jobs. Like I was a vet tech. I remember that. Other, yes. Like a, I, I took tech. your call. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And I remember it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was a vet tech. I was also a groomer. Yes. Um, and I also was a dog trainer. Uh huh. And then I had like Rover sitting clients that were at home, you know, that right. kind of like let out and stuff. Right, 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 right. Yes. I remember you. So it was like, it was like all over the place. I worked like all damn day on the shit. But then you know what? Funny enough. It's like when the, when the lockdown happened and everything like that, suddenly I like did not have anything except for my own clients at my house, you know, my Mm. own Rover clients. And even then nobody's traveling, you know? So it's like, we don't have any, we don't have any boarding clients anyways. Um, and that I was working for a dog training place at the time. I took like I a, that a, occasionally I would take like my own clients and stuff like that, but I didn't, I didn't feel confident enough to do it yet. I would like, yeah. the, I charged like a thousand dollars for a month long board and train. Oh, literally a thousand dollars for a month long to board and train. That's freaking insane. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, not confident enough to do it on my own. So I was working for another place as well. I was just doing all this random shit. So COVID comes along. I lose all those jobs because we don't have any grooming clients. Mm-hmm. We don't have any dog training clients. Um, the vet clinic is closed, you mm-hmm. know, and all I have left is like my own personal clients at home. And I was like, I knew I already did know what I wanted to do in the future. I knew that I wanted to open my own place. I already had like a name for it and business cards and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to open my own place doing boarding and training. Mm-hmm. Um, And, but I was like, oh, I got to wait a couple more years until I save up the money to do it or something, you know, Mm -hmm. because at the time I was like dirt broke AF, right. Mm -hmm. AF. Um, and, um, and then like all of a sudden that happened and I was like, I gotta fucking do something. Right. So I talked to you and you heard me out and you Mm -hmm. made me feel heard about my shit and you helped me to make the hard decision that you knew was going to work out for me. Just like I was saying earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and I spent every freaking last penny that I had to do it. Cause I, I mean, I I didn't have very many pennies. I did not have very many pennies and I had to do it. I had to do many shillings. Yeah. I had like three shillings and I spent them all, you know? Um, and for the, and it, it got better. I made sales. I had training clients, Mm -hmm. And like it, it was way better than it ever was, especially considering that I lost all those jobs, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we worked together for, I think like, it was like, I can't remember how many, it was two, it was 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. It was like two or three months or something like that. Yep. 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 It was a, this is school. Yeah. And it, and it did get really, really good. It got really good. And I started doing stuff on my own and as like my, jobs reopened and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. was working those jobs at the same time as like, kind of like testing out some of the stuff that I learned from you guys. Mm-hmm. And then when the eight week program on, or was it, was it grass was 2.0. So we'll, it was like three months. It was, yeah. the, it was two years of school in like three months, 12 weeks. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was intense, dude. That was intense. And I remember, dude, I remember my first sales call. It was a St. Mm. Bernard, uh, like a reactive St. Bernard. And oh I was my gosh. shaking. This is what I said on the, in the group this week. If you saw what I said, 
um, when um, I can't remember one of our new people, one of our new posted about that experience. And then I um, responded saying like my first sales call, like I like was shaking on the couch. I literally was like shivering. I was so freaking scared. Mm -hmm. Um, I've jumbled my words like a absolute motherfucker. I was like all over the place. Like they probably thought I had like a problem, you know, like they were like, so (laughs) they probably thought I was like, like had a stutter or something like that. Like I, I just could not keep it together. And what was so funny was I pitched them for like a $3,500 board and train, which is not even that big, but for me, it was so scary to offer that to them. And even after like totally just mangling this sales call, the lady like wanted to buy it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. Right. And then she was like, let me get my husband on the phone. And you know, I wasn't like super good at handling objections or anything like that. So I was like, okay. (laughs) You know, she was Mm -hmm. like, let me talk to my husband. And then she, she got him onto the phone later and I talked to him and it went even worse. And the husband was like, what the fuck? Like, who are you talking to about dog training? Like, <laughs> like, we need to call her an ambulance. She sounds not well, you know, to the dog train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like the, the husband, like probably was weirded out. AF. And then they ended up not, they ended up not buying, of course. And I was like, devastated. I was like, mm. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You know, I was so, so sad. Um, and then basically basically a month or two went by where I was just like kind of chilling, just work, working with my boarding clients, doing my, trying to like, just figure out what I wanted to do and how to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I got back on a call with you guys and I got back signed up for the normal grassroots program, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the normal school. grassroots school. Yep. And then I started, like, I got my first 10 K month. Yeah. Just like, in school, by the way, uh-huh. which we're opening for open enrollment, by the way, join us. Um, but yeah, I got my first 10 week, uh, 10 K month. And then I got like three months in a row. I got 10 K over and over again. Mm. Um, and then like, and then it turned into like 15 K mm-hmm. and then it turned into 20 K. And by the end of that year, this is 2021 now, right? Yep. By the end of that year, um, I was like doing 27 K months and stuff, you know? Oh, well then towards the end of the year was when I had my shit show, you know, but yep. during that, that whole year, we went from 25 K in that, in the, the first month or in the first year of 2020 mm-hmm. and then 2021, we did crazy craziness. 250. Yeah. Well also too, like these big numbers aside, like starting your business in a pandemic in 2020 and oh, hitting God. and hitting 25, 25. That's, that's still a big thing. Like that's a fucking huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing. It's like, yeah, smaller numbers, whatever. No, 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 Like, no, this is, it's still a fucking massive, massive, massive success. Like, yeah. And it's crazy. Also, if yeah. you think about it, like, when did we start doing that? It was like March or April, April. So if you think about it, I started with you guys in April and mm-hmm. I had my first 10 K month in October, right? Mm-hmm. I had smaller sales and it was still like a big win for me to be like, Oh my God, I'm like doing this. Like I'm doing yeah. the thing that I've always wanted to do. And I it's thought I was going to do this in like 10 years when I had money to do it, you know, I'm doing yeah. the thing I wanted to do. I was still making money. I made that 25 K after April, you know? Um, yeah. and it wasn't until October that I got that, that 10 K month. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, a oh, thing. 20, it's 25 K, um, net, right? Yeah. So we definitely made more, but mm-hmm. after our expenses, we made 25 K. I want to yeah. be specific about that. Yeah. 
fuck yeah so that's the thing too it's like people feel feel like they need like all the fucking puzzle pieces together to like actually like it's like you don't need money to make money like (laughs) money can you can make money when you have money like that's you know it's it's easier right it's a little bit easier to make and have your money make money for you that's a whole other conversation but like you don't need i literally went i just went into our billing system you put down like 25 dollars <laughs> to get into school back then oh did i yeah did I really fucking do it was that? like it was like 25 or it was like one of those it was a small deposit which is fine i you guarantee know I mean? too that it was like the last 25 dollars that i had. I think like, it was it probably it, was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I that's the thing too it's like you don't you know? yeah you don't need fucking millions or thousands of dollars to get started like anywhere like just like the whole trust in yourself with that. So oh, yeah. what was the moment you were like, holy shit, I made the right choice with working with grassroots and us. And um, there's like 5,000 different moments. So I don't know if I can really pick one. It okay. might've been that first 10 K month. Okay. It might've been that first client that I ever got. It might've mm. been like the fact that I sold a freaking nine K program last year. What the fuck, dude? I've literally <laughs> said that to people. I I've, I've sold more than one. I sold like a couple nine K's, a couple of 7.5s and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. I've said that to people and they're like, they're like, I would never spend that much money on your, on my dog. And I'm like, you would, if you got on the phone with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it was like those things. I'm just like that, even, even the person that even me that did believe in me back then, when I signed up for you guys and I was mm-hmm. like, this is my last 25 shillings <laughs> and, and I'm going to put it down to do this crazy ass thing. And I don't know if it's going to turn okay, but I believe in myself. I can do this. You know, I can do this. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. Even that person would not have believed for a second that I could sell something for $9,000. Yeah. Right. So that was a definitely a freaking huge one. Maybe my first 27 K month is a huge one. Definitely Mm -hmm. this month. I, this stuff would not have been possible. I would have literally like last the, you know, the last quarter of 2021, I literally would have just like quit my job and go work at Chick-fil-A or some shit, you know, because I would not have even gotten out of that slump yeah. without the guidance from grassroots. Yeah. Well, also think about it too. It's like the money you invested just in that alone, like you recoup that within a week. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Oh yeah. Insane. I did. Yeah. Huh. So, it's scary it's scary at first you know it's always scary it's all but you should be scared yeah you should be scared you i always make tell, you work harder when you're scared so <laughs> yeah and i always tell people like when they first join us like you should be fucking having stress shits the first like day right oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. if you can get through that like you're good mm-hmm. it's like we can't push your rock uphill you do have to do the work but like mm-hmm. you should be nervous like anytime you make an investment into yourself even if it's like like a personal investment, like, Hey, I'm going to go do this for myself. And you're like, God, I've never spent a hundred dollars on myself. What am I going to do? You should be nervous with it because it's the whole, it's you're, you're literally, I hate to use the marketing bro marketing term of leveling up, but you are literally leveling up. And anytime you make a decision that's out of your comfort zone, it should be scary. If you are apathetic, you are a sociopath. I'm telling well, you. <laughs> so like, isn't it that phrase, you know, that phrase that's like, um, if your goal doesn't scare you, it's not a good enough goal or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like it's so fucking true. Yeah. yeah. Cause if it doesn't it scare you, then it's too fucking easy. You know, you're, you're letting mm-hmm. yourself settle for a thousand dollars for a 30 day board and train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how, how, how is that maintainable? Yeah. You're, you might be the sign up queen now and keep signing up, signing up people at that thing, but it's like, talk to me, talk to me in six months. 
Mm-hmm. Talk mm-hmm. to me in fucking six months. Where are you going to be? You are going to be one of those TikTok trainers fucking bitching about people. Exactly. And also I, I want to specify too. It doesn't mean that you have to sell a low quality board and train for nine K. It means mm-hmm. you get the opportunity of being able to offer a program that is worth nine K to your clients. That means you're mm-hmm. able to create a full in-depth online course for your clients to make sure that they feel educated and like they're a freaking expert. It means that you're able to hire people to support you, to be able to pick up that dog when it needs to be picked up and take it for that thing that it needs to be taken for. Mm -hmm. You're able to create a program that is worth nine K to these people. You're Mm -hmm. not, I'm not convincing them. Oh yeah. Do a, do a little day train with me for $9,000. I'm like, I'm going to create the thing that's going to help you and change your life. This is how much it costs. Yep. I can't remember again. I don't know if it's the Stella. I can't even remember what the question was, but it's all good. (laughs) So this is my favorite question. And I'm I'm interested to see if Ruth, if you have the same answers Ruth. what, what's been your favorite dog, the school moment, like retreat, (laughs) retreat. You want to share is your that moment what that? said to you? She talked about Steve. Damn it. Okay. But that is the retreat. It Talk the about retreat. it. Oh my God. You like, I swear like there was going to be like a body underneath the, <laughs> the retreat <Steve's> body house <laughs> or whatever. Oh my gosh. Did, did Ruth already go through the story? I don't want to like totally share your, share moment. your iteration of the story. If well, this is your favorite moment. <laughs> you know, if Jason was here, he could give the best version of it, but it was just like, it was just like the next door neighbor at like our Airbnb or whatever was just like hanging out with us. He seemed cool at first, but he also like asked like a lot of like weird probing questions to a lot yeah. of people <laughs> she was being like, Oh, are you staying here? What room are you staying in? You know, like, it's just yeah. like, kind of like, Oh, it seems like fine until you get more information from everybody else. And you're like, okay, this is not fine. Um, or like, Oh, show me the house I'd love for a tour. And then somebody takes them on a tour. I think, who was this that took him on a tour? I can't remember. I don't know. I wasn't there. So somebody, yeah. Somebody took, took him on a tour through the house and he was just like, are there more bedrooms upstairs or something? Like, it was just like, it was like weird. It was just like, that sounds really innocent. Like poor Steve is going to hear this podcast somehow. <laughs> like I Fuck just Steve, wanted, fucking predator. I Fuck just him. wanted to say hi or whatever, but like, it was just like weird. He had like a lot of like really probing questions. Um, and there was like, there was definitely something else that he said too, that was like, I don't know, like it kind of made it seem like he was wondering where the men were going to be at what time. So mm. he could be in the house or something. I don't know. So we all got freaked out. And then like the boys like wanted to like hunt him down and turn into a witch hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we never saw him again. <laughs> God, I feel like people, people, if they want to do a retreat with us, they're going to be like, um, is Steve included? No. Right. Right. <laughs> I feel bad. Happens. I feel bad. I feel like, like, we're just like, oh, you asked a weird question right to jail, you know, <laughs> right to jail, Steve, <laughs> fuck off. We're going to bury you. You want to hang out you. with us right to jail. <laughs> but you also had other good moments at the retreat too. That the sales oh event. yeah. You know what? I was going to say retreat, but it wasn't going to be about Steve. It, it, it's kind of indicative though, of like the Steve situation mm-hmm. of just like being able to be around people that that get what you're going through because nobody mm-hmm. else does like your boyfriend doesn't your husband mm-hmm. doesn't you know like your friends don't um this this type of job i think like entrepreneurism in general is but like especially dog training it's just like freaking so isolating because yes. because you know 
people our age, they make friends like at work, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you work by yourself, that means you're only friends with the peanut in the corner, you know, like you, you don't have any friends because you don't work with anybody. Um, and so that's super duper isolating. And then also we are, we're always on our, like walking on eggshells, feeling like the other dog trainers are going to think that we're not good enough, or somebody's going to say something about our style of training or, mm-hmm. you know, this shit or that shit, or we're always worried about, um, imposter syndrome of wondering if we're good enough and things like that. So we're already super isolated all the time. And so when you get to together with a group of dog trainers that freaking finally just accept you for who you are mm-hmm. and are just like hear you out for the shit you've been going through. It is mind blowing changing. It is absolutely life changing to have someone say, Oh yeah, that happened to me too. You know? Yeah. So the retreat was that for that reason, um, of just being able to just know that everybody else that I thought, you know, cause I had seen these people in the Facebook group before, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I had seen them in there and I had put images in my mind of like, Oh, they must be doing so good. You know, yeah, it must be like, just kicking ass. And I'm just little old me, a loser in the corner, you know, but it wasn't until I met them like, yeah, they're fucking kicking ass. They are, but it doesn't come without its toll. And that's the thing is you need to make sure that you are prepared to handle success. So mm-hmm. it's not just about watching the YouTubes and figure the YouTubes. I just, um, I <laughs> okay, sound like grandpa. I'm 90, 90 years old, right? <laughs> oh, I did that. I did that last week. YouTube. I sounded like a nine-year-old old conservative white man. I was like, I'm like, goddamn California too much. <laughs> and I was like, where's my oh, casserole God. for dinner? It's not ready yet. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, uh. and then the last thing was we did taxes and I go to my husband. I'm like, yeah, your IRS is going to mail you your check. And cause he got a refund this year and uh-huh. he's like, why aren't they direct deposit? Cause I don't want the damn government to have. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. We're all old all now. We're all old. One uh, day I said all those three things. I was like, God damn it. Chris. Oh my God. <laughs> the wrinkles are showing, right? Yeah. Well, but, that's why I get Botox. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, it's not enough just to figure out like how to do your sales right and how to make yeah. a lot of money. It's like, there's too much else. It, it would be like if we said, oh yeah, dog training, you just have to get some treats yeah, and watch some YouTube videos. It's not going to cut it. You know, yeah. you, there's too much, there's too many little intricacies. There's boundaries. There's, mm-hmm. there's all these different little things that go into not just making your business, make a lot of money. That's like literally the least of your concerns. Mm-hmm. It's the least of your concerns. Your business is going to make money. What the hell are you going to do with it afterwards? Are you going to buy some sharks? Are you going to buy some sharks and put them in your front room? Then you need to call grassroots and get some help. You needed some help. Right to help. (laughs) Buy some sharks right to jail. (laughs) So what would you say to the dog business owner, dog trainer, whatever that has been thinking about reaching out to us and nervous? Maybe they heard some bad shit about us or maybe they think they don't, they can't afford it, or they've just been kind of putting it off the back burner to like, Oh, maybe I'll work with them next year. What would you say to the person that, or has been listening to the podcast forever and just maybe they're intimidated to reach out? Like, what would you say to that person? Just freaking do it. Like what, what do you have to lose? Like literally, I literally just went from 25 K to 250 or yeah. 25, yeah. Sorry. Math in my head, 25 K to 250. And now I did a 40, 5k month and the month is not even over. I did it in two weeks, which means that if I keep going like this, which it is 
highly sustainable because I'm happy with the way that it went. I'm not burnt out from the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm on fire. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to kick yeah. ass today. Yeah. And that means that this year I'm going to double my income again and I'm going to do it. And I'm also going to be the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. Cause I'm going to yeah. do it the grassroots way, which is also setting boundaries, taking care of yourself first so that you can take care of your clients and, and making a business that you're happy about. And that that might be crazy for some people to hear like, Oh, I love my business. But like, you're going to get to a point where you're gonna be like, Hmm, maybe I should go work at Wendy's, you know? Yeah. Ma'am. This is a Wendy's (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. This is a Wendy's ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get nervous reaching out to us because they might've heard some stuff or maybe they're just like, Oh my God, they're so intimidating. No, we're not. We're actually pretty big fucking teddy bears at the end of the day. Oh yeah, for sure. We're just trash pants. I think anything's intimidating at first and anybody who has shit to say is only saying it because they can't keep up. Yeah. You know, exactly. 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 We are the trash pandas. We are the dumpster fire, but we might have rabies. We might have rabies too, as Ruth said, but for the core, they're talking shit because as professionals, it's a lot easy for easier to, it's a lot easier for us to see Mm-hmm. the bullshit that other people are putting out. Like, mm-hmm. like it's a lot easier for me to see like another dog trainer doing something that they really, really shouldn't have. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the clients might not see that because they're a little bit separated from that. Right. Yeah. But like, if somebody's coming after you, it's because they know that they fucked up, you know, and mm-hmm. that you guys know, you know, so yeah, I gotta say about it. All I got to say about that forced. Um, so Hana, how can people find you if they want to stalk you? Uh, I do have a website that I'm working on right now. It's uh, Western canine. So that's W E S T E R N K. Then the number nine.com. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to hang out with me and chill with me, go to my Facebook page or my Instagram. Um, my Facebook page is my full name. So it's Hannah Richie. That's H A N N A H R I C H E Y dash western canine i know it's a fucking thing dude. i hate doing ads for you because i'm like god damn it where's western canine <laughs> i know dude it's a, it's a freaking bitch dude but i would switch it back here's the thing though uh, we like, had that issue yeah i remember having that issue with you yeah it's, it's like it's it's annoying facebook is like fucking me over they don't want me to switch it back and also um maybe i'm gonna be calling you guys later about this but there is some yahoo up in santa barbara Trying to use the Western canine name. Oof. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I have to have it like really, really specific so that nobody accidentally goes to that, that you. weirdo's page. So yeah, we're oh. going to hunt him down. We're going to go. On I, got hunt. I got Steve you. I got you. I got you on that. I got Steve you hunt that. later. We got you. I got you on that one. Whoop, whoop, Trust whoop. me. And then you're on uh, Instagram too. Yes. I'm on Instagram. It's Western canine CA. So letter K number nine. And then the letter C A on there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Amazing. Yeah, hang well, on Hannah, me. it's been a pleasure. Are you drunk yet? <laughs> no, I stopped drinking about halfway through because I realized okay. I was shouting into the microphone <laughs> and strange. talking like talking <laughs> as fast as I possibly could. I was so excited. So Aww. I still got a, I still got a half here that I'll save for you next time when I see you at the retreat. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna be doing another sales light soon, I think. Let it be in I Alaska. Know. Oh, I have no idea where it's going to be. Unfortunately, listeners can't come unless they're in school, though. But it's exclusive. It's like an exclusive party for it is for for all of the baddest bitches. 
Yeah. But we're going to be doing um, later in this year, a full residential. Um, Ooh. Yeah. A 10 day event, mm-hmm. which I'm excited because I get to go to that one because I get to be mean. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I get to be mean personally. We say, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to conveniently call in sick then. <laughs> really? No, no, not in a million years. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> and it might be in New York City. So. <gasps> Ooh, classy. Classy. That's where mm-hmm. my roots began. Yeah, cool. bring your red bottoms and. Oh, hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Fucking yeah. All right, Hannah, thank you so much. I know you got to go make some sales calls and make I your do. fucking 50K I this do. I've month. Got like, I've got like five people lined up right after this call. So cool. All right. Let me know if you need anything else. And thank you so much, Hannah. I appreciate you. And thank you to all the listeners today. Woo-woo. All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 Hey there. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. Mind Your Own Dog Business is hosted by me, Kristen Lee, and produced by the unicorns over at the Dog Biz School team. For more information on how to get in touch with me, for more information on Dog Biz School, or to learn more on how we can help you with your dog business, feel free to visit our website at dogbizschool.com. Now, if you really enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple. The reason why? Because we want to disrupt more dog training businesses and how people do the business of dogs. Till next time. Bye.